the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Tim DeMoshio on AM 560 WFIL. Our hope is that the program is a blessing to you. The best blessing we can hope for is that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you don't. And if you do, we hope the program encourages you in your walk with him. We also hope the program helps you in other ways, whether it's giving you timely information, putting a smile on your face, or maybe hooking you up with a fun prize. The show is now a month old. Already we've had a several already we've had several dozen guests on and a number of callers too, which has been great. Hoping to continue building those relationships. Today, we'd like to give you a cross-section of some of the guests we've had on the program during the first month. My very first guest on the very first show, which was Thursday, September 6th, was my dad. Yes, I'm glad to be here, Tim. I'm proud of you, and I'm willing to respond to any kind of questions you have. Good. Well, let's jump in. Uh, I wanted to have you on because I respect you tremendously. Would like to pick your brain a bit and learn some wisdom. One thing I know you've shared with me over the years has to do with being thankful. What's the phrase again? If there's only one prayer you make in life, let it be thank you. The world is full of beautiful things, children, butterflies, skies, Grand Canyons, stars. Yeah. If you believe it all just happened, you're kind of, oh, well, ho-hum, what's going to be on television or something. But if you know God, you feel like thanking God. And so a thankful heart will keep you from being the person who sees everything as uh, from the point of view of the glasses half empty instead of half full. Yeah. And it's appropriate because... Really, in the end, you think about it, being thankful, we should be thankful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as you know, I came up from Florida after 20 years, a couple of years ago, and I lived in, a, in one of those gated communities. We had about 1,000 homes. The manager had an office with two or three ladies running all the common projects. And um, whenever there was a community meeting in the general hall, you could count on one or two complainers who get up to the microphone and say and mention all the things that are bothering them. <laughs> There's a bump in the road or the light turned off <clears throat> a little bit earlier than usual in the, in the main tower or something. And um, a month or two later, there's another community meeting and another one of the usual suspects, if you know Casablanca, another one would get a complaint. But uh, they're the ones that made all the noise because there's nothing wrong with the community. It was that they were not appreciative of the 99.9 things that were going well yeah. in the community. So they found the one one half of 1%. If you're not paying attention, you could start to feel like, hey, maybe, yeah. 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 And- yeah the thing becomes blown out of all proportion. So being thankful and teaching your children that is uh, from an early age is just a lifelong kind of a value and, and strength that it just takes an attitude of counting your blessings and seeing what God has done. 
My dad also shared about how he wasn't walking with the Lord so much in high school, but instead... My mission was to be the most popular guy graduating from high school. Okay. So I did a lot of things, like if there was a dance at the high school, me and my three or four buddies would make sure we had the turtleneck sweaters and... And we never come for the beginning of the dance. No. We'd come and kind of break it up around 9.30 or 10 o'clock to be noticed, you know? Like, that was one of the things we did. <laughs> Basically, your senior project was, let's see if I can be the most popular guy in, right. in the class. So in our yearbook, I think I still have a copy, there were a lot of awards. The brightest student, the most popular student, the one who has the most promise for in business and one with the most artistic talent, so on. Yeah. As the publication date drew near, I'm getting more and more anxious that I may be edged out by somebody else. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say this, but... <clears throat> let, it, let it all out, Dad. Go ahead. Well, that's because I wasn't doing what I now tell people, which is that their goal in life should be not that, to be the most popular or well-known, but to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's a Hall of Fame verse, Matthew six thirty three. my dad was sharing during that first show. A few weeks later, former Eagle and current Fox Sports reporter Gary G. Cobb echoed that Matthew six thirty three passage when we asked him about what his life verse was. Well, you know, the, the, uh, the scripture of Matthew six thirty three says, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And I just, you know, I, that has always rung true for me because, you know, I, I don't need to get caught up worrying about, you know, uh, this job, that job, worried about, you know, uh, whether things are going to work. And, you know, there's so many things that you you can get all concerned about. But if you just put the Lord first, you know, he kind of, he, he leads your way. You know, you're putting his things first. Uh, you know, are, are you sharing the gospel with people? Are you, are you living for him? You know, are you, um, you know, uh, being obedient to what he wants you to do. And when he tugs on your heart, to, uh, you know, to go in a certain direction or something that you need to be doing, you know, if you put him first, everything will work out. You know, it, he, he's there with us. And that's where that scripture there, you know, seek ye first. Because so many people are just caught up into the quote unquote rat race of, you know, trying to make a living and, and, and doing this and, and concerned about that and everything. And whereas if you, you just be concerned about making sure that you got him first in your life and you're doing what he wants you to do. You know, he, he makes sure everything works out for you. So that, that's the way I ha I, I'm able to have peace in that. And, and to know, yeah, something might go wrong. This might, but I'm not going to lose my peace because I, I know that um, I put him first. It, it, it's going to all work out. So that's, that's the uh, scripture that I love to, Sometimes I can go in there and just live in that scripture, you know, for a week, you know, and that's, that's the way the word is. You can just uh, let it become so big inside of you where you almost like you go in and you're just kind of camping out in that word. And yeah. uh, the Lord is good. It's Gary G. Cobb, former Eagle and longtime Philadelphia media presence in many different ways, radio and TV, current Fox Sports reporter. He was on the Tim DeMoss show. As we take a look back today at the first month of this program, Going to take a break now, come back with a quick flashback with a former Philly All-Star who was on the show and many others on AM560 WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 
You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. Tim DeMoss here, taking a look back at the first month of this program. Former Philly All-Star pitcher Paul Bird called in near the end of the baseball season. And one thing I asked him about was a book he wrote a while back called Free Bird, B-Y-R-D. Still available on Amazon. Uh, yeah, it was a bestseller. It is rated R. Um, it is, you know, has my battles in baseball with, and unfortunately, it is what it is. I wrote it for my kids to try and help them. Yeah. Um, and it turned into writing for other people. And then I speak to colleges and we'll lead some retreats and things. And yeah, so it was about my struggle with pornography. It was about my struggle with the, the, the game and my faith in the game hmm. um, and difficult things that I learned. It's also about joyous triumphs where when I had my first boy, when I, you know, was able to share some of my failures and some of my struggles with my my wife and, and particularly the sexual sin that I was going through and how my wife showed me grace and how we had our first little boy. Hmm. There's a lot of redemption in that story. It's messy, but I'm very proud of it. And, um, you know, it's certainly something that a lot of people have. I don't know. It, it's not about them liking the book, but it's more about, hey, this really helped me. Yeah. And thank you for being open and I'm glad that I wrote it, and yes, it is still available. Former Phillies all-star pitcher Paul Bird talking about his book, Free Bird, B-Y-R-D. He also talked about music he likes listening to, including that Christian parody band, Apologetics. Apologetics has over 50 CDs of biblical parodies of everything from Elvis to Eminem. Lead singer Jay Jackson, who's the main lyricist, and whose lyrics are really birthed out of his ongoing reading of the Bible. He reads through it every year, joined the show, and... Jay shared a bit of his testimony. Sure, let's see if I can do this quickly, uh, for your sake. Well, um, that's fine. Take your time. I grew up in a pretty religious family. I grew up in a Catholic family. Went to 12 years of Catholic school. My great aunt was a nun. Uh, I was a choir boy. I was a cantor. I was in you know, folk group, folk mass, whatever. I, I was religious, and I always had a heart for God. I just didn't know for sure. I didn't know a lot of the details. I did pay attention in religious class a lot more than the other kids in my class. I found out in retrospect over the years talking to them. I was like, you remember that? I I did. And I I used to, I wanted to please God. And I used to think, boy, it would be so cool to be one of Jesus' disciples. I mean, I could never be good enough to do that. But but I remember like listening to Jesus Christ Superstar and Godspell and watching Jesus of Nazareth, the movie, and just having that. But as you get older, and I was a, a lot of kids thought of me as, the goody two shoes, like a, a really, I was the, the moral kid in the neighborhood. You know, I, my my best friend's mother, as a kid, once paid me to babysit him. Okay, that's how much they trusted me, <laughs> and they knew. I mean, I'm serious. I was two years older than he, but she paid me to eat snacks and babysit him. So um, that's that's the way other people thought about me. But I knew I was just as bad as anybody else. I wasn't trying to project myself as as anything other than 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 how I was. And as I grew older. You go through adolescence and your teen years. There's all kinds of temptation, you know, particularly sexual temptation and things. And 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 things start happening, and and you're all of a sudden you got this guilty conscience. And I I can't go to confession anymore and tell the priest about this because like, oh man, nobody in the world's ever done what I've done. Yeah. I don't know the Bible says, you know, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. I didn't know that all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And and so I had this 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 dichotomy and, and you know, or whatever within me where it's like, I want to please God. But on the other hand, 
you know, I, I, I want to please my flesh, too. And the older I got, the more I want to please my flesh. You get to college. Well, you get to high school, and even though I'm in a religious school, there's all these cool kids who are agnostics, and they're some of the smartest kids. And you're thinking, well, they must have read the Bible. I, they never read the Bible. I didn't know that. You know, they, I figured they made a, an educated you know, decision, and they looked at everything. They didn't. Mm. And then I get to college, and I'm thinking, you know, um, I'm, I'm horrible. I get there, and the people there, they're monsters of iniquity, Tim. They're, they're monsters of iniquity as far as, as far as they're just doing whatever they want, and they don't care. And, and I felt like Asaph in the Psalms, even though I, I, I never thought of myself as a good person. I thought, surely in vain if I kept my heart pure. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. This stuff happens. Nothing happens to them. And so I started indulging in those things. And even so, I guess there was still a tight rein on what I did, and people still didn't believe I was as bad as I thought I was. But, but I knew... I, I, I knew I was bad, and it got more and more, you drift into agnosticism, you know, kind of not sure if there is a God, because then you're not sure there's a punishment for what you do. And then eventually, even into atheism for a while, you know, pretending there's no God. But I was on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, 1988, I was out of college, and I was dating a girl, I was in a relationship with her I shouldn't have been in, and um, she lived next door to a church, she was a church organist, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and I wow. Next door, in an empty church, and... Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, it was the, the Redskins uh, against the uh, Denver, uh, Denver Broncos, that, that historic year when Doug Williams had all the touchdown passes. And um, I just poured my heart out to God. I wasn't feeling, uh, beforehand, I wasn't thinking, oh, i gotta, I got to change my life. I'm going to go on the railroad tracks. Nothing. I just, I don't, it was, just, it was like on a whim, you know. God compelled me. I went there and uh, poured my heart out to him. And I said, look, I don't, I don't know if. I don't know for sure if you're there, but if you're there, I, I need you in my life. I, I, I don't have anything I can offer to you now. If I ever did, I don't know. And I think, you know, there's a hell I'm going to go. I don't want to go. I need you to come into my life. And frankly, Tim, when I got done, I probably didn't, you know, I, I went back to my girlfriend's apartment and I didn't like end the relationship or anything. So, but in the weeks that followed, it was like I started picking up the Bible again. I picked it up a year earlier and tried to do it in my own strength, but I started picking it up and, uh, so much to the point that she kicked me out. It, she kicked me out of her apartment because <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Bible. I didn't want to do anything else. And so, uh, that's funny. We, uh, yeah. And, and she eventually, it's funny because then she had second thoughts and told me back trying to get back together. And I'm going, no, no, I can't. And I ended up having a chance to share with her about my own life and confessing about my own sins. And she turned around and said, I want this. And she became a born again Christian. Wow. So we, we were better friends after we broke up. And then she, uh, anyway, so it just, it's wow. snowballed. I started reading the Bible, read it cover to cover, over and over, never stopped. And now here I am, you know, wife and five kids, and been a born again Christian now for 30 years. Amazing. That's a great story. And you, you recapped it well. It covered a lot of ground. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, that's a short version. <laughs> <laughs> Lead singer of Apologetics, Jay Jackson. There, you're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. We're now officially a month old and thought it'd be nice to take a look back at some of the fine guests we've been blessed to have. We'll continue on with that in just a moment. AM 560 WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 
Back now with the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. We're a month old today and sharing some snippets from that first month. One of our guests has a very interesting story, Jonathan Lipman. He was in the well-known boy band 98 Degrees, and just as they were starting to get big, he decided to leave the band because he wasn't sure it was wise spiritually, considering the temptations and other potential pitfalls fame might bring. Wound up founding a Christian vocal group called True Vibe, but after a couple of albums, he simply wound up delivering food and currently as a Lyft and Uber driver. Jonathan posted something on Facebook that made me want to have him on this program. It was about Jeffrey Owens, formerly of The Cosby Show, who himself was once famous but was working at Trader Joe's not too long ago when a customer shamed him. This went viral. You may have heard about this. A customer basically putting him down saying that he was once on the Cosby show and now you're bagging groceries at Trader Joe's. So I asked Jonathan to talk about that. Sure. Yeah, so I it touched me when I when I saw that and hurt hurt me because I it's probably at least once a day when I drive and I drive full time for Uber and Lyft and I have to put a lot of hours in to survive and you do what you can like a lot of people in this world to survive. And um at least once a day I get someone that says, Well what do you do for real work? And I say, Well this <laughs> I do it full time, and they kind of put me down. And every once in a while, I get somebody that kind of knows me from my past, and um, they can't understand why I do this. And they'll say things like, "Well, can't you do something else?" Or, and it hurts because I'm just trying to survive like the rest of us and do an honest day's work and an honest living. And you know, I grew up and I grew up in a rough neighborhood, and um, I grew up where you know. You had a choice. I mean, I, I have friends that took the wrong path, and here I am trying to do the Lord's work, and people will put you down. And I have to remember something I used to always share during True Vibe when we would speak and, and sing at different events was it doesn't matter if we started 98 Degrees, sing in True Vibe, deliver food, work for Uber or Lyft, if we're doing what God has called us to do and we're being honest and, and a hard worker, that's what the Lord wants. He wants an honest, hard worker who's serving Him and putting Him and glorifying Him. And, and that's what's important. And I used to share that all the time. And God has taken me on highs and in the world's views, lows, where I work a job like Lyft and Uber. To me, it's not a low because I'm surviving. Um, yeah. But it, 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 it hurt when I saw that because I could kind of understand his embarrassment and it shouldn't be any embarrassment because he's he's working he's not trying to live off of his fame he's trying to just survive and work and provide for his family and that's what it's about um yeah well and you, yeah i wrote that on facebook a while back because of that well and you're and again you're talking about jeffrey owens from, from the cosby show and working at trader joe's and, and being embarrassed by some people who, who are like i guess something to the effect of you know is this the best you could do or whatever when you're you've been an actor on a the arguably the most successful TV show in the last 30 years, or in, at least yeah. in the 80s and, and part of the 90s. But your vision is right, Jonathan. We're chatting with Jonathan Lippman. Um, it was in L.A. and uh, been based also in, in Cincinnati. Um, you know, Ephesians 6 comes to mind because you were sharing a few minutes ago about your mom and how you took care of her for the last four years of her life and the dementia. Ephesians 6, 1 and 2 um, and 3, uh-huh. the first three verses, you're familiar. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, yep. for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. And if you did nothing else but then take care of your mom, uh, that's 
more than Grammys and selling millions of records and all that. What's the point of preaching to the nation if you can't take care of your own mom? You know, I mean, exactly. there's so you, you're doing it. I want to encourage you with that for sure. And um, honestly, with the Lyft and Uber thing, because you got to believe that that's what the hands and feet of Jesus would be like. So I want to you know commend oh. you and encourage you to keep that up. Thank you. I, it's amazing. There was a guy just today, actually, who um, I do the same when I drive, and sometimes I never talk to anybody about it, um, but you'd be surprised at how many times people will ask me questions and it comes up. And there's a gentleman that just texted me today that I drove, picked him up from a bar. He's going through some stuff, and it ends up that he says he's a Christian. And um, hmm. we started talking, and he lives not too far from the church I go to, and I gave him my number and i told him anytime he wants to go let me know i'd love to pick him up so he just texted me and wants me to give him the info on the church he said he might come check it out sunday and it's just it's amazing i've had times where there was a gentleman i drove once that we stopped and um he was addicted to meth he tells me it's young kid and he's like 23 years old and i just start talking to him and, and he grew up in the church so i start talking to him about the lord and he's in tears and we pray together and wow. i I gave him my number and never heard from him again, but I still pray for him. And that was two and a half years ago. So I think take away Uber and Lyft, that's how we're supposed to be in our lives, is always be ready to share the hope that is within us. And it could be a stranger when you're walking down the street. Like you said, you feel led to feed somebody and maybe give them a sandwich and talk to them. And sometimes it's not going to go the way you think because you're all hyped up thinking you're going to share the gospel and and maybe you don't get to say much, but other times you will. And God plants those seeds, and you have to trust that they'll grow and pray for these people. And that's what that's what it's about, so we can share the gospel and the hope. Jonathan Lipman there on the Tim DeMoss Show, again, formerly of 98 Degrees and the Christian band uh, True Vibe. Also in the music world, we had Byron Chambers, otherwise known as Mr. Talkbox, whose signature Talkbox instrument has been on Toby Mac CDs and on the Bruno Mars song 24K Magic, Mr. Talkbox talked about both, including how long he worked with Toby Mac. I was with Toby touring-wise for uh, five years, yeah. and but I had been working with him for about 10, it's been about 10, 12 years, actually, because I'm on every single Toby Mac album. If you ever listen to all of his music, you will hear that famous Talkbox sound in every Toby Mac record. This, <laughs> this album that he's coming out with is the first record that I am not on. Well, actually, we recorded a song but it's not going to make the album. So this will be the first time in pretty much the whole career of Toby Mac that I am not on a song. So, See, yeah. Maybe you should call him and say, look, make it a hidden track. So technically. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the song is amazing. I, we, we should do that. That would have been pretty awesome. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously another way that that's come about, a, a huge song with Bruno Mars, a 24K Magic song. Um, yeah. So what's the story behind how that came about? And You know, I, I kind of live out on my uh, social media. You know, I, I, I do a lot on my social media. I kind of built it. I have built it from the ground up. And Bruno Mars actually saw, he had been watching my videos online that I do on uh, YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. You know, he, he was watching for about a year. And uh, then he, he reached out to me and was like, I've been watching you for a long time. I've been watching your videos. And uh I really love what you do. I'm, a, I'm a, a huge fan of what you're doing, and I would like to get you on this song. And then next thing you know, we're 24 Karat Magic, one of the biggest songs of our time right now, and uh, we recently won five Grammy Awards. And just a huge opportunity to talk 
with him and, and just to, you know, be a light, be who I am. And, and so many other artists and celebrities that, you know, God has let me cross paths with. And they know, you know, I'm a Christian. They know I'm a believer. And they know that, you know, this is who I am. And they don't have a problem with that. And I love that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool to just be the light. You know, there's an old saying that says, preach and sometimes use words. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as necessary, or whatever, and if necessary, it's almost like the emphasis is on make sure you're walking it, and then you can open your exactly. mouth. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. So you know, people can see in my lifestyle that you know I'm a, I'm a devoted uh, husband. I have three wonderful kids. I love God with all my heart, and I'm not ashamed. And uh, yeah, that's that's just it. You know, I think we're all called to be a light in the darkness, and you know, we are all called to be a light in the world. And uh, that's that's all I got, you know. <laughs> it's Byron Chambers, a.k.a. Mr. Talkbox, one of our first month guests here on the Tim DeMoss Show. Back with more in a moment on AM 560 WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. Thanks for listening in. We're one month old today and celebrating by taking a look back at that first month. One of the cool conversations we had was with Kim from New Life Animal Rescue. Tomorrow, Saturday, October 6th, they're actually having a huge event called Gone to the Dogs on the Burlington, New Jersey County Fairgrounds from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Going to let this uh, chat with Kim play out a bit so you can hear both about the event and the heart behind the work. Last year's event had almost 5,000 attendees. I asked Kim if that's simply the fact that folks really appreciate the work that New Life Animal Rescue is all about. Yeah, I think so. We're primarily a special needs rescue, so we take on a lot of the animals that others can't or or don't, you know, injured, hit by a car, heartworm positive, pregnant, broken, blind, diabetes. we, We take on all of the big medical cases, basically, so... Yeah, we have our Facebook and other social media supporters. They really love to come out and see the success stories. We have an alumni strut that's part of the event. So a lot of our adopters come back and they can walk the red carpet with their new lifer. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the paparazzi takes pictures. Yes. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Over 150 artists and crafters and vendors. There's a lot to see and do. There were food trucks last year. I know mm-hmm. during the DJ time, I took a little break and ran over and got something to eat, which is real nice. Mm-hmm. A sausage sandwich and all that. Yeah, family games and pet contests. There's a lot for people to do. That's October 6th, New Life Animal Rescue, Burlington County Fairgrounds, which is, I guess it's Route 206 in Jacksonville, Jobstown Road. Is that the right address? Mm-hmm. We also have a huge prize basket auction as well, about 100 high-value items up for auction. So, Chatting with Kim from New Life Animal Rescue. Tell us why New Life Animal Rescue got started in the first place. How long has it been going on, and, and then why did it get started? Well, we became a nonprofit 501c3 rescue organization in 2012, so six years. Yeah. And just I just have a heart for those special needs animals, the ones that get left behind. And I have a special needs daughter that I adopted. That's just where my heart is. And we just saw a need, and, you know, my kids jumped on board with me. They're a big help. It's, it's a real blessing. New life. We pray over each animal we rescue. We pray for the future families. It really is a ministry. It gets to heal a lot of hearts that have lost their former pets or also heal the, the pets themselves, the animals that we save. Yeah. 
It's a nonprofit. Folks can support if they like. Um, I know that you also, if for those, I guess there are different ways people could be involved with New Life Animal mm-hmm. Rescue. One is they can come to the event on the 6th and support it that way, whether it's the vendors or whether it's just being a spectator and watching the alumni strut that you mentioned. I'm going to get back to that in a minute. But they could also adopt, right, uh, or volunteer. So there's different ways people could, could plug yeah. in. And foster as well. We're always looking for great foster homes. There's always more animals to be saved. If we had more foster homes, we could save more. There's kittens, which are real easy to foster, and they usually aren't in their foster homes for very long. Okay. And they're pretty easy to, to foster. Um, puppies, seniors, just all, all kinds of ages of dogs, cats. And We uh, also look for transport help. People who can, you know, maybe pick up a dog at the shelter for us and transport to our foster home or to the vet hospital. Is there any special training involved as far as if people wanted to volunteer and spend some time supporting New Life Animal Rescue? Is there anything they, I mean, I'm sure you'd have a conversation, but is there anything special qualifications yeah. you would need to have to help? Well, we do. We, we provide training and we're always there for support. We have a, a really great support group. We have also um, a gentle force-free trainer that volunteers with our group as well that can help with any possible behavior issues or integrating, you know, your new foster into the home. Okay. And for those who are, if you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Kim from New Life Animal Rescue. Um, and before I forget, you mentioned Facebook. Does New Life Animal have a site, a website people can check you out on? Yes, newlifeanimalrescue.org. Nice and straightforward. So I was impressed last year when at the event, I was at last year's event, and uh, you know, learned more about how thorough New Life Animal Rescue is with each of the animals up for adoption. You're not just looking for someone, here's, here's a cute dog, can you take them home? It's much mm-hmm. more, <laughs> right. although people might feel that way, it's much more mm-hmm. thorough and prepared that way so that when they go home, they've been educated some, right? And and also the, the yes. dog is prepared with the proper neuter, spay, and everything else, right? Exactly. Yep. Our, our adoptions all include up-to-date vaccines and preventative, spay or neuter, microchip, and 30 days of free pet insurance and treatment of any illness or injury. And we do meet the families. We do a home check. And it's great that we foster all the animals because we get to know them very well. So we make the right match for not only the dog or cat, but also for the family. Okay. And we want everybody to have the perfect match. So, you know, you have your forever family member. <laughs> it's quite a quite a ministry. New Life Animal Rescue, the the event is Saturday. We're talking about a Saturday, October 6th from 10 to 4 at the Burlington County Fairgrounds. Uh, mentioned at the beginning of our chat how New Life Animal Rescue is not a building per se, but it's a network uh, with num- a number of shelters, I guess, in the area. And, uh, yeah, foster homes. Foster homes. Mm-hmm. What geographic range would you say new life animal rescue covers we try to stay within an hour drive radius of marlton new jersey we're kind of that's kind of our home base area okay um because we have the veterinarians in this area that we work with and just so we have easy access if our fosters or adopters need any help or support along the way okay now i know that you do uh, a ton of work and are very dedicated and committed to this and so one of the aspects when i i was thinking about you, was talking about the aspect of volunteering. Just to, you know, many hands make light the work, my mom used to say, and uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure she's not alone. But is that an area that would be practical? Like I'm thinking of, for example, someone could be listening who either goes to school and needs a service project or it could be, you know, someone who could do a semester worth worth of work. Maybe, you know, I don't know what you need, what the needs are for New Life Animal Rescue, Mm -hmm. but is is something like that, or someone who just is in the community ongoing, they could help one day a month or one day a week? Yeah. Um, well, if 
you know, if it wasn't the right time to be a foster family, which we really need the most. Um, hmm. We've had groups and students that have maybe done like a donation drive or groups of coworkers that have done donation drives and things like that. So, you know, we're always looking for donations of cleaning products and puppy food and dog food, cat food. You know, so that's always a great way to support as well. Okay. Lots of different touch points and intersections. And uh, maybe we could wrap up our time, Kim, by uh, the name obviously is a, when I saw the name New Life Animal Rescue for the first time a little over a year ago, I was like, well, uh, that that name sounds like there's a spiritual meaning behind it. And then I come to find <laughs> that that's the case. We could, you could chat about that a little bit. Absolutely. Yep. That's where my heart is. And New Life, as in, just like when we have a new life in Christ, you know, these animals, they get their new life when they come to New Life Animal Rescue. We give them their second chance. And uh, it really is a ministry and just a blessing to be able to help them and bless the families that end up adopting. And they really become part of our family. You know, we call them our, our new life family, extended family. So I get very close with all of our adopters, and it's really great to follow up and help along like that. Proverbs twelve ten: the righteous care for the needs of their animals. So that's what you're doing. And uh, you, yep. me- you mentioned at the event on October 6th uh, at the Burlington County Fairgrounds, the alumni strut. Maybe just explain what the alumni strut is. You, you kind of touched on it earlier. Yes. Yeah, so the, sorry. No, that's um, fine. The alumni strut, that's where we have several of our adopters that come back and they walk the red carpet and we take pictures and video. You know, we go live on Facebook, of course. And, you know, I'm standing at the end of the red carpet bawling my eyes out. Yes. <laughs> all, my, all our former babies and our wonderful families who have adopted from us. And it's really very powerful, like you said, a very emotional time. That's Kim from New Life Animal Rescue, one of many fine guests we've been privileged to have during the first month of this program. Again, their big Gone to the Dogs event is tomorrow, Saturday, October 6th, uh, on the Burlington County Fairgrounds, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. More, uh, more information at newlifeanimalrescue.org. Going to take a quick break now, come back with a flashback to one of our guests who's a real expert in helping parents of children with special needs. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. Back now on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. The program's a month old today, and we're celebrating by taking a look back at some of the guests we've had on so far. Thanks for listening in. Really been blessed and thankful to have had many fine folks on, like Dr. Tony Hart, Monco Bible Fellowship in Lansdale, PA, Pastor Cedric Brown, Commitment Community Church in Lindenwald, New Jersey, Matt Rosenfeld, Davisville Church in Southampton, PA, and Jim Maxim of Acts 413 Ministries. Also, hip-hop artist KJ52, former Down Here lead singer and Queen Extravaganza Tour lead singer Mark Martell, John Brazier, the director of fun and games for the Phillies, and Brian Smith, the manager of broadcasting and media services and intermission host for the Flyers games, have been on our program. Local ministries like Jill Page and Every Good Gift, and many more. One guest we had on was Matthew Newell of the Family Hope Center in Norristown, PA. He's the director there. Uh, They teach parents of children with special needs about the brain, how it develops from the ground up, in what order, Uh, They help parents understand their child's current neurological abilities and then empowers them with tools to proactively bring about progress rather than medicating or just trying to manage symptoms. They have a three-day training conference uh, several times a year. One's actually next week, October 11th through the 13th. FamilyHopeCenter.com has the info. Uh, This is a piece of our chat with Matthew in which I asked him about the Family Hope Center and uh, how they don't view children through a lens of disability or through labels. 
No, we like to map the brain. The brain runs on a level of hierarchical complexity. You know, God designed it. We just wrote it down, and uh, we have a chart that allows us to measure the medulla oblongata, the pons, the brain stem, the thalamus, the basal ganglia, the cortex, the cerebellum, and the limbic system. Now, these may all be mysterious words to everybody out there, but they're actually different parts of the brain run different functions. And when we map the brain across the visual pathway, the hearing pathway, the tactile pathway, the mobility pathway, the manual pathway, the emotional pathway, and the language pathway, we can come up with a three-dimensional picture of a child's brain that takes the mystery out of where all these symptoms are coming from. And parents, I find when you teach them this in a very straightforward way, they, they see the awesomeness of the brain. Whoa, that's what's going on. Oh, now I understand why my child's eyes go crossed. Now I understand why he's hypersensitive when he goes to a party. Oh, now I understand why his feet turn in. Now I understand why he's struggling to get along with his brothers and sisters or he, he can't calm down while he's crying. Why? Now I understand why he struggles to follow a three-step request yeah. or gets confused and forgets things. Oh, he's not being lazy. He's, all kids want to be heroes to their parents. All kids want to be successful. And when they struggle, they're confused too. And when we yeah. see it the way it is, we can then – we don't. The labels aren't really telling us anything. They're just taking us away into a symptomatic pathway. Oh, if he has, if he has this, let's give him this medication. If we have this, let's manage it this way. If we have this, let's do this. And you know, I was just reading a statistic that 1995 there was a statistic that said 6.1 percent of the children from four to 18 had developmental neurological issues. Now in two, 2017, it's 10.1 percent. So the neurological struggles that kids are having either are being more identified or they're increasing and parents are frustrated and they want to know how can I step in and be at the head of the table, not be alone. How can I really understand my child? And that's what we do. We as therapists realize that parents were the central place to be. If we partnered with parents and we showed them and we coached them, and we supported them, and we guided them, and we helped them, and we, and we taught them that we could do this together, and they don't have to be alone. And that's why we've been able to see kids from 34 different countries and thousands of children make wonderful results because the brain grows, and parents, the love of the parent is evident in the healing process. Yeah. Chat with Matthew Newell from the Family Hope Center, familyhopecenter.com for more info. So keep in mind, there are two main parts to what the Family Hope Center, how you empower parents and help mm. them. One is a three-day training conference. It's coming up October. I think it's 11th through the 13th. Right. So you're talking 30 hours of material we're trying to just give a sniff of during 60 minutes here. <laughs> so we can't get into all of that. But during those three days, if I, if I have my facts straight, the first day, you're clearing the deck. And so tell the parents, exhale for a minute. All the stuff you've thought, all the things you've, you know, labels you've had, voices you've heard. Just put them off to the side just for a moment. Yeah. Just put them off to the side because you've been, you've been taught to, th- to think the way we told you to think. And now we're going to change that paradigm. We're going to say, well, you know what? Instead of addressing and managing the brain and trying to get something that's not there, let's build on something that is there. Yeah, because right. the brain grows. Like one level begets the next level, begets the next level. And if you're shooting for this level, but there's no foundation for it, you just need to backtrack. 
right. and say, let's sort out the brainstem before we ask the cortex to do these amazing things like reading, writing, and arithmetic. Because, Tim, we were just talking about reading right. and how some children struggle. Like, they'll be able to see a word and identify it. But if you put five words in a sentence, their eyes just don't work together. So parents have to, for instance, point to the word for them to, to, to read yeah. you know, something. And what we find is that a, there's a muscle called the lateral rectus muscle. It's, a, it's located, you know, to move your eyes side to side. It comes out of the pons, which is a wonderful part of the brain, your brain stem. And when you crawl, combat crawl in your belly, you stimulate that cranial nerve that runs the eyes side to side. And we find that children who developmentally have crawled on their belly have the ability to move their eyes side to side beautifully, like, they can catch a football, they can read, they can ride a bike and see peripheral vision. But children who have not really developmentally crawled on their belly, like combat crawling. When they were little. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is what God designed. God yeah. designed the babies crawl on their belly. Then they get up on their hands and knees and they creep around for four or five months. And then they stand up in the middle of the floor and they walk. And then by three years old, they start running. And yeah. they, kids think running is a means of transportation. And we say, no, you can't run here. You can't run there. And they're thrilled. And after they start running, they start thinking of ways to exercise their body like riding a bike and playing baseball and whatever. But if they don't get the low-level moment, that, that moment to crawl on their belly and combat crawl, they can't organize the part of the brain that's responsible for moving their eyes side to side. And so they get to school, and all of a sudden, whoops, I know that word, but when you put a lot of words on the page, my eyes just can't keep my The mechanics of the neurology can't keep up. Right. So parents knowing that they go oh my child's not being lazy my child's not being this he just needs a little bit of mechanical engineering in this part of their brain so we explain that and we show them and so they can support their child at home they can have everybody else help them if they want but they get to be part of that process yeah and, and that's so to your point amazing the, the person because you'll you may hear a parent say oh, my kid was johnny was walking he was six months old seven months old like like it was a great accomplishment like mm-hmm. wow how precocious mm-hmm. or but to say well right. that's neat to see yeah you do want your child to walk but there was that neurological stage that was missed but and- all kids go through a neurological stage and we find that some kids in today's society they get carried a lot during a johnny walker they're in a stroller you know we all love our kids if we knew that we just gave them some floor time and if we knew that we'd let them to creep around the house as much as they wanted to do and we knew that walking would just come natural yeah. and we didn't push it, we just allowed it to occur, and if we understood the brain, we would we would be in awe of how it grows according to – and, you know, interesting thing, Tim, is that the same function that allows you to move your eyes side to side, the same part of the brain, is the same part of the brain that helps you regulate your emotions helps you to focus and pay attention, helps you to control the mechanics of your tongue, helps you to fall asleep at night and wake up alert, helps you to control your bladder and your bowels, helps you to really be able to have a basic sense of motivation, like to draw something for your mother on Christmas. Yeah. And, and, and we sometimes take it for granted because we don't know. We just think, oh, this thing's just happened by accident or they just happened on a, on a circuit board. Right. But they don't. They happen. And if it doesn't happen, we get worried, but we don't know why. We're here to inform parents. Thomas Jefferson said that the best thing we can do is to inform your discussion by education. And he says we shouldn't take it from people. If they're struggling to learn something, 
if the society is struggling, if it, it, the best thing is don't take it, the responsibility from people, but to inform the discretion by education. And so we became teachers, we became educators, and, and uh, we love partnering with parents. We yeah. find it to be uh, an absolute privilege. And it's, it's our passion, actually, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's fairly clear. Matthew Newell with the Family Hope Center from based in Norristown, but they travel the world. Uh, FamilyHopeCenter.com is their site. And just to close that loop, the, the concept of a child who has trouble reading, instead of getting special glasses, a mm. tutor, a special reading program, mm. or, or the child just has trouble. I don't know what his problem is. Maybe the problem is that he just never crawled or crawled a little. Maybe that's, that's part maybe, of the reason. Yeah, or maybe not enough for them. Not enough I mean, for that, that child. Right. Yeah, because – Birth right. is a tricky is a tricky time for kids, you yes. know. Yes, but but at and, that time hmm. in the conference, that first day, what what's helpful? I think people because I took the conference a couple of times. We open up the brain, right? So people know yes. it's not you don't lead the you you could take thirty hours over three days and have a three hour thing on reading and writing and say, does your child have trouble with X, Y, and Z? And just kind of give helpful info. But that's not that's not. No, Enough. we look at the foundation. You go from the ground up. Yes. Once the engineering is in play, things would happen naturally. Because you could look at your well children in your home and you go, wow, they, they learn that like without even any practice. They just learn to read or they learn to do this because their brain was organized. It's the one of our kids who's struggling that we try to support them, which is good. Yeah. But if we can support them and understand the brain simultaneously – you know, the results are spectacular in terms of yeah. just managing it. And now all of a sudden he's in third grade and he's still struggling. Now he's falling behind. And we want to catch up. Our goal is to teach parents how to uh, just understand this and catch up. Yeah. Well, and, it, yeah. and we're, we're going to take a brief break in a second. But to re- recap, you uh, just kind of boil it down. The conference that comes up October 11 through 13. The first day is laying the like a map of the brain out and explaining. Here's what's responsible for what. Here's what comes first. Here's what comes second. Here's and you what get comes to third. map your brain. You get to the parents. Uh, we have this this time together where we we teach you how to map the brain and we do it together. So you really are, oh that's what's going on. Right. But yeah. rather than starting with the problem, even the child put the even put all that aside for a second because you you're very your first square for lack of a better term is here's the brain. Your brain, your children's brain, my brain, my daughter's brain. What does wellness brain. look like? What does it look yeah. like? What does the wellness look like? Right. What, what is, what, what, what's the brain supposed to be able to do? And then we measure the abilities of your child. We teach you how to measure. So it's kind of like climbing inside your child's brain. Yeah. And one of my mothers once said something very, very clever. And she said, you know, I, you taught me how to climb inside my child's brain and sit on the park bench and observe and watch and mm. understand the inconsistencies and have the compassion and Tim, the second and third days. Now, what do we do? You're, here's how you, you know, go about re-engineering. Here's how you re-engineer the brain in a proactive way. It's not expensive. There's some basic stuff that you can do that will begin to create brain growth and development, and then you can measure it. You can't me- if you can't measure something, Tim. You can't really manage it. If you can't manage it, you can't execute consistently. So we find that parents get more and more excited the more hours they spend. The more they get excited because everyone wants to be proactively involved with their child. They have the love. They just don't have the knowledge. Yeah, and a game plan, an organized organized game plan. That goes beyond tools because you have tools, but they're not the first thing you throw out there. The first thing is what's the map look like? Exactly. Yeah. 
That's Matthew Newell, director of the Family Hope Center, one of our guests we've had during our first month of this program. Their parent training conference at the Family Hope Center is next week, October 11th through the 13th. Details at their site, familyhopecenter.com. By the way, there are a couple of half-price conference seats available through WFIL's Philadelphia Discount Shopping Club. Go to WFIL.com if you're interested and click on the PDSC banner. You could save a nice chunk of change on the conference next week. That'll do it for today. Thank you so much for listening as we gave a bit of a recap to the first month of the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. By God's grace, it has been and will be used for his glory. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.